Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, your host here in Rudy Maxa's World. I'm glad you can join me this summer weekend. Well, no new royal baby yet in the U.K. as I broadcast this show live at 10.07 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, the 20th of July. But at London's Heathrow Airport, employees are poised to give free T-shirts and gift boxes to 4,000 passengers in honor of the birth, when it happens, of Kate Middleton and Prince William's uh, child. The T-shirt reads, celebrating a very special new arrival, and it'll be given to the first 1,000 passengers arriving at each of the airport's four active terminals. The gift box contains shortbread and tea bags. Coming up this hour on America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, in a few minutes we'll learn about how specialists from the National Transportation Safety Board stopped, stepped in following that crash landing of the Asiana Airbus two weekends ago to assist passengers on that plane as well as their families from around the world. Then we'll meet Kevin Hyatt, president of the Flight Safety Foundation. I'm going to ask him if there are more technological advances aircraft manufacturers can make to make air crashes even more survivable. And what makes for a good meal in first class on a plane? Well, Lauren Wilson of the DailyMeal.com did a survey. I think you'll be surprised at what's being served to some passengers in the front of the plane. And do women traveling alone like room service, or do they order just so they don't have to dine alone in a restaurant? Carolyn Pearson from MaidenVoyage.com has some thoughts on that. Plus, of course, deals of the week will come toward the end of the hour. But first, let's start with a quick look at this week's news and travel. On Friday, the coroner's office in San Francisco confirmed the sad news that one of the survivors of the crash landing of that Asiana jet two weeks ago at San Francisco's airport was killed during rescue attempts. The 16-year-old uh, Chinese student, a young woman named Ye Men Yang, ended up on the runway 30 feet from the wreckage but was buried by the firefighting foam that rescuers sprayed on the burning plane and then was run over by a fire truck that killed her, according to the coroner's office. Said the San Francisco fire chief, Joanne Hayes-White, quote, there's not a lot of words to describe how badly we feel, how sorry we feel, unquote. Rental car company Avis continued its acquisitive ways this week by paying $50 million to buy the sixth largest rental company in America, which is Payless Rental Car. Payless is well known for its deals of the hour and last-minute deals, and it expands Avis's coverage of the lower cost in the lower-cost market. Earlier this year, Avis bought Zipcar, that car-sharing service that serves many big cities. Payless will pay a Payless will stay a separate brand, just as Avis companies, uh, other companies, budget and Zipcar are. But it does plan to save costs by combining combining administrative operations. Payless has 120 rental locations in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, and South America, and had revenues about 80 million dollars last year. The price per share of Avis Budget Group is up by almost 70% this year. Should have bought Avis Budget this year, right? You probably read that almost all the passengers on that Asiana plane that crashed at San Francisco's airport survived partly thanks to advances in cabin design. Paul Zledzik is the director of the National Transportation Safety Board's Transportation Disaster Assistance Operation. This is totally separate from the investigation of the crash, and I thank Paul for joining me. Welcome to the show, Paul. Nice to have you here. Hi, Paul. Hello? Is Paul there? Pretty. Yes, hey there. There you are. Uh, Paul, first, what, what exactly does da what, what do disaster assistance folks do when they receive word of an airplane accident in the United States? Hang on, Rudy. That, that connection here. Okay, can you, you, uh, can you repeat that for me, please? Yeah, what exactly do disaster assistance folks do when they receive word of an airplane accident in the United States? 
Sure, Rudy. So there's a law in the United States called the Aviation Disaster Family Assistance Act that was passed after some major aviation accidents in the mid-1990s. And what the, what the law requires is for the safety board to coordinate the resources of the, of the federal government and state and local agencies and the air carrier in, in support of the family members after an accident. So you all go to the site, and what do you do for, what's the first thing you do? So the first thing we do when we get notified of an accident is reach out to the carrier. They provide us a manifest. And then they're actually required to uh, notify the family members of the victims involved in that particular accident. We're on the phone immediately with the local coroner or medical examiner, with the air carrier, with local law enforcement, and, and the emergency management agencies to kind of get an idea of what's going on on the ground. What are the issues at the site? Uh, what are we going to have to do in terms of recovering the victims and, and providing support to the family? Then we travel to the accident city. We establish a center called a Family Assistance Center where the families are brought, and we provide them briefings about the accident work that we're doing and also briefings about the other pieces of, of information that may be useful for them. Do you handle things, Paul, uh, arranging phone calls to fa for families, uh, arranging hotel reservations if they're flying in on short notice, right, so for example? the hotel rooms and the travel to the accident city is a responsibility of, of the carrier. Uh, we find from the safety board side that families, especially after fatal accidents, have a strong interest in the um, the investigation itself. So we actually sure. bring in one of our board members or one of our investigators in charge to brief the families about about the work that we're doing. Uh, from from our uh, transportation disaster assistance side, we're also making sure the families are getting access to services like disaster mental health counseling and that, that type of thing. And uh, the mental health counseling, do you all provide that, or do you arrange with local folks to be there? Right. Our partner in that is the American Red Cross. They have, as you well know, chapters all across the United States, and they have specialists that are trained in, in crisis counseling. So we look to them to provide that support to us at the, at the local level. I imagine with the uh, San Francisco crash landing with so many Chinese and Korean citizens aboard, you may have uh, faced some special challenges. Tell us about those. Sure. That was a unique accident, with, certainly with the large number of survivors, the large number of injured, and the unfortunate fact that we had three fatalities in that particular accident. As you mentioned, we did have Korean and Chinese citizens on board, and we also had some U.S. citizens on board. And so, as you might imagine, we had not only language issues, so we brought in translators from the local, local jurisdiction, uh, but also culture differences. Certainly the Chinese culture the Korean culture are different, as is our American culture and really managing the expectations of the families to make sure that they understood what the process was going to look like as opposed to what it might look, look like in China and Korea was really important. Can you give me an example of the difference in cultures? Um, sure. Certainly the, it, in, in some of the Asian cultures, it's the men who are the grief bearers, or excuse me, the women who are the grief bearers, and the men are less emotional. And so we, had a, we spend most of our time talking to the fathers of the young girls who were killed to talk to them about the kind of forensic issues where the mothers didn't really have that particular interest. Here in the U.S., we would, it's really across the board, we see mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, everyone kind of having that particular you know, uh, in, interest in, in, in that information. Interesting, interesting. And were there enough translators? I mean, there were over 100, uh, I think over 200 foreign nationals on that, uh, on that plane. Right. We had enough. We relied on uh, the American Red Cross, the Salvation Army, and some federal agencies like Customs and Border Patrol and the FBI to provide us support on that end. Um, and, and, of course, they live in that community, so they know the local Korean community. They know the local, local Chinese community. A lot of those folks were coming to visit relatives there. So it's really a, a good knowledge base for us to learn what's going on in the local Korean and, and Chinese community.
Fascinating. We have 10 seconds left. Is your work done there for now? Uh, for now, our unseen work is done, but we we have a long way to, way to, ways to go with them. I don't know if they're follow-up in our investigation probably a year or so. Really? Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Rudy. Take care. Paul Zledzik is the director of the National Transportation Safety Board's Transportation Disaster Assistance Operation, and they were on the ground immediately after that crash in San Francisco. Stick around. We'll be right back right after these messages with more Travel Talk. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Okay, new kid, here's your company phone. I have pre-programmed it with every number you need in life. The first one's my personal number. Never call it, ever. The second one is 1-800-GRANGER. Use it for everything else. Any problem you have, they can help. I've also loaded the Granger app for you. You can download it for free, tippity-tap, on the spot. Your solution is on its way. Granger, Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here in Rudy Max's World. And this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard. Here's an offer you're going to want to take advantage of. Reader's Digest, a name you know and trust for reliable expert advice. And Travel Guard, the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance services, would like to offer you a free Smart Spenders Travel Guide. It'll tell you, among other things, how to afford a vacation this year, even if you're on a tight budget, how to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts, what to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes, and about 110 more money-saving tips, ideas, and more. You can get this free by going to TravelGuard.com. That's TravelGuard.com. We've talked a lot about that Asiana crash landing, of course, in San Francisco, and we've talked a bit about how the design of the aircraft um, allowed for so many survivors. We have three dead. One, of course, we just learned uh, yesterday was, we learned definitively anyway, was killed uh, um, after the crash by uh, 
uh, the rescue services. Uh, she was covered with the firefighting foam, and a truck apparently ran over her, a fire truck. Uh, tragic, tragic, tragic. Kevin Hyatt is the president and chief executive officer of the Flight Safety Foundation. It's a nonprofit group based in Alexandria, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., and it advocates for safety improvements worldwide. And uh, by the way, not incidentally, Kevin is a former Delta pilot. Kevin, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. Glad to be here. Well, for l- listeners who might not pay close attention, let's quickly just, if, you could, if I could ask you, just to tick down some of the good news, some of the attributes of that 777, that Boeing 777 that uh, the, the crash landed, that did sur- allow for so many survivors. Yeah, if you take a look, Rudy, at this particular airplane, it's one of the best-designed airliners in the sky. It's one of the most popular long-haul airliners we've got. And, you know, since its inception in 1994, its safety record has been uh, almost outstanding. Only two events. One was in London with the British Airways uh, landing, which was short of the runway, and now we've had this unfortunate event with Asiana 214. But the aircraft is very safe, and uh, survivability factors of this airplane are, are very, very, very high. And such as uh, material for seats and carpeting that sure. create less smoke than it might have 20 years ago, um, I presume better uh, exit uh, options. Uh, any other technology that I'm, I'm missing here? Yeah, let me, let me just uh, add a little color to what you just said on this particular situation. The seats in this aircraft are what's called a 16G seat. And the particular seats are 16 times the force of gravity. So when an aircraft such as this one basically landed very hard onto the end of that runway, those seats stayed in place in lieu of what happened in the past where the seats would come free from the seat tracks and actually bunch up and move around in the fuselage. So by keeping those seats in place, the passengers were able to stay in place, and then when the aircraft finally did come to a stop, the passengers were able to basically get up and get to the aisle and then exit through the uh, emergency exits and the normal entry exits uh, that were there. Versus in the past, the older seats uh, tended to not stay in place, and therefore your survivability was less. Then you take a look, uh, Rudy, at the fire. This was a very, very intense fire. And when you have fire that will burn through the top of uh, an aircraft that's made out of aluminum, as this one was, you know, inside uh, that temperature, it's very hot, very, 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 uh, you know, caustic black smoke comes from it. But we've got materials in the aircraft now that basically are improving the, the flammability in terms of retarding it. So those materials, the cabin uh, panels, the uh, seats themselves, the carpets, all of the things that are in that aircraft are, uh, have flame-retarded type materials in them, and therefore that gives the passenger more time to exit the aircraft while the flame is not you know, doing some type of a very, very quick uh, consumption of all those types of items. So two, two real quick things right there off the top of our head. There's, there's several other things there that uh, have been done, not only in this aircraft, but other ones. I'm about to ask you a, uh, a another question, but I just want to interrupt. We've just gotten a news bulletin that exactly four hours ago in Beijing, an elderly man apparently with explosives strapped to himself, a homemade explosive device, uh, ignited those explosions around Terminal 3 about four hours ago, almost exactly to the, to the moment. Uh, there's no uh, word yet on whether 
it caused uh, any, any deaths or, or serious damage, but police are at the Beijing terminal. Uh, we're talking with Brian Hyatt. He is uh, a former Delta pilot, and he's president and chief executive uh, officer of the Flight Safety Foundation. It advocates for safety improvements in airlines. Um, Kevin, did I call you Brian? Yeah, but that's okay. They, you know, Kevin, Brian, they're, they're about the same. <laughs> I have a friend named I have a friend named Brian Hyatt. I'm sorry, I did call you Brian. I meant to say Kevin. Uh, Kevin Hyatt is my guest. Uh, Kevin, is there more airlines can do? I know there's been some talk about um, shoulder harnesses uh, as an addition to the seat belt. Uh, as a pilot, as, a, as as somebody who thinks about airline safety all the time, do you have uh, do you have any ideas about what else could be done and whether or not um, shoulder uh, shoulder uh, harnesses might be a, something of use? Yeah, we're always looking ahead at what can be the next item that would help improve, uh, you know, aviation safety as a whole. I've seen the shoulder harness, uh, Rudy. I know that it is an, an additional piece that could help the body from moving forward in the seat, but I uh, still haven't seen enough research on that particular item to really see that it would be actually make a difference. I'm not even going to say justify, just make a difference on uh, your survivability in an accident. As you remember, because you're, uh, you know, more than a frequent flyer, you know, we, when you get into a situation where you know the aircraft is going to have an accident uh, close to the ground and the flight attendants say brace, everybody is to actually bend over True. in the seat. So to keep the body upright in that type of a situation may not be the best thing. Plus, a lot of injuries that came out of this particular event in uh, San Francisco were the fact that the seat belts cinched up and people up around their waist, <clears throat> excuse me, because of the fact that it's called submarining. And so the people tend to go out and uh, up, you know, underneath the seat there, and the, the belt rides up in your chest area. So mm. I'm not quite convinced that uh, that shoulder harness would even have a, an effect on that. But some of the other things that have been done just recently have, have gone a long way to help improve the safety. One is the, the newer entry-exit type doors that are being installed on the airliners, which have a wider opening over the wings and having them open up and out instead of the passenger literally having to or the flight attendant pull the door out of the plug and throw it on the wing or throw it on the floor you know so sure these are these are great advances uh, right now and of course the structural integrity and uh, again trying to prevent that spread of flame is always on on the number one two list did, did you have any thoughts about these a uh, couple of um emergency shoots which are very powerful i mean this isn't some little thing that just rolls down gently these shoot out with great force. Uh, apparently, at least two of them uh, went off inside the airplane as opposed to shooting outside the airplane. Uh, any any initial thoughts on that, or does that require a lot more investigation to see what went wrong there? Well, it, it does require more investigation. There's no doubt about that, and I'm sure the uh, accident investigation by the NTSB will look at that closely as part of what we call the cabin survival factors. But unfortunately, Rudy, in... in just normal ops once in a while those slides in that slide pack on the door will either get moved or something will cause it to actually inflate into the cabin and it as you said it's got a lot of power there's a lot of force and if you're in between the slide and the sidewall you know you could get hurt uh, relatively uh, quickly and, and seriously so in this particular case because of the way that airplane was moving around and trying to get to the the door and doing the 
uh, opening that door, that slide may have, you know, not been the way it was supposed to be, and it actually, as you said, we know it, it inflated inward. One of the things that I am having some uh, initial discussions on the fact that, you know, because of the uh, of security now, we're not able to have anything really sharp on that aircraft, but I do believe that uh, there needs to be a, another look at whether we could have some type of a tool on that aircraft that is sharp that could puncture a slide quickly and also actually uh-huh. cut a seat belt very quickly. If you look at some of the preliminary reports, the uh, emergency responders from the ARF crews had to use seat belt right. uh, cutters to get people out of those seat belts. And if right. we had you know, something on the aircraft, covert, where it wasn't, you know, readily available to a normal passenger, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's something mm-hmm. we need to revisit. Kevin Hyatt is the president, chief executive officer of the Flight Safety Foundation. It's a nonprofit group based outside of Washington, just outside of Washington, in Alexandria, that advocates for safety improvements worldwide. I thank him for joining me. You can find out more information by going to flightsafety.org. That's the website. Or you can follow them on Twitter, at Flight Safety. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. Glad to do it, Rudy. Take care. We'll be right back in just a moment with a little bit of happier news. We're going to talk about how those folks up in the front of the plane, those few seats in first class, eat in style. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866 866- 869-6864 extension 1 or order online at lmclinic.com that's lmclinic.com participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. A lot of breaking news today as I broadcast live at 10.33 in the morning, 10.33 Eastern Time on Saturday, July 20th. Keep in mind, uh, many of our stations time shift our show to later in the day on Saturday as well as on to Sunday. So I'm talking to you live on Saturday morning. You may be listening to this tape, so this is old news to you. But in addition to the explosion a couple hours ago at the Beijing airport, apparently an elderly a uh, man strapped home, made explosives to his body outside the terminal and blew himself up. There's no word yet of whether others were injured or not. Um, we just received word a few minutes ago that Helen Thomas died. She was one of the legendary women journalists in Washington, D.C. She was 92 years old. Uh, I knew her 
quite well, um, having been a former Washington Post investigative reporter for 13 years and a writer at Washingtonians, the City Magazine there for nine years. She was the first woman to join the White House Correspondents Association. It was quite controversial when she did. And she was present at the press briefing, present at the press briefings of 10 consecutive presidential administrations. Unbelievable. Helen Thomas died today at age 92 in Washington, D.C. Well, if you've never flown first class on an international flight, you don't know to what heights, literally, uh, some of those meals that they serve in the front of the plane can go to. However, my next guest does. Her name is Lauren Wilson. She's a travel editor with a website called The Daily Meal, thedailymeal.com, and they did a review of uh, four or five uh, of the top airlines. And I noticed, by the way, Lauren, welcome to the show, but I noticed that all the, air- none of the airlines are, are U.S. airlines, are they? <laughs> no, but they're certainly not. I mean, we tried to definitely look at airlines around the world and see what was going on. And, um, yeah, we found some pretty interesting ways that they're able to accomplish um, – pretty amazing meals even at 30,000 feet well I gather did you rate these in in honor in, excuse me in in uh, in terms of your favorite being number one no actually we had a methodology we actually wanted to to evaluate them and rate them accordingly and the way we chose to do that is um, we looked at kind of the breadth of the menu choices I think most folks when they take a flight if they're not flying first class you know you're probably used to having either one option or another, a couple, but we wanted to see, you know, who was offering the most, uh, both in food and drink, and we also wanted to look at the quality of the ingredients that they were able to serve. I think most folks maybe are are used to having ingredients that are easily microwavable or heated up in some way, but um, it's kind of surprising what kind of ingredients other folks are able to bring aboard and prepare, um, even in flight. And we also were looking at the type of presentation, Um, you know, what what is a is the china that first class is using you know they're also like they have goblets and etc you know like so what are, what are they doing that's quite right. different from the style you know, yeah. their economy class exactly well we only have three minutes so it's hard to go down the mall but etihad airways is always over the top uh, this is the united arab emirates airways and they have a chef on board in first class there to explain the menu apparently um, do you want to tick off a couple of the airlines and a couple of uh, just just salient uh, salient notes about them yeah, so I mean, there's there's some neat things. Um, I know for Americans in particular, it's fun that American Airways in their first class actually they have someone on board to prepare fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> I think after you know a long flight, any of us would enjoy waking up to. There's also we have a couple other airlines. Um, speaking of Etihad again, they have um, you know eight course meals, and it's an Arabian menu that people can craft on their own on the airway. And many of these. Airlines too, I think Qantas and, and several others, they have sommeliers on board who, you know, in addition to your attendant, they're there to advise you on your your on your beverage choice. It's really quite impressive. Singapore Airlines is pouring vintage Dom Perignon. I mean, that's you know even retail, that's 130 yeah. <laughs> or 40 bucks uh, uh, just for a bottle of that stuff. And of course, you can have as much as you want and braised beef, short ribs, You're and Chinese on wine. Or on board with it, yeah. Unbelievable baked chili bass and Oriental XO sauce. Uh, I mean, that's uh, it's 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 very different than the. You want the chicken or the fish, or chicken or the red, or the or the pasta, the chicken or the pasta that we get in coach with the aluminum foil covering. As you said, the the service is much more elegant with you know white linens and nice china, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. And uh, uh, so the the five that I have in front of me are Etihad Airways, uh, Etihad, which as you say, is a chef on board. 
Uh, Singapore Airlines pouring the dump here. And Emirates, also from the UAE, yeah. um, is famous for its seven-course first-class lunches and dinners. Unbelievable. Thai Airways. Yeah. I remember having lobster on Thai Airways. I don't know if they do that anymore, but they do have special <laughs> prawn dishes with coconut milk, fish sauce, limes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Quite amazing, yeah. yes. And another thing a lot of these airlines are doing, um, at least we've seen this in, in France in particular and also in the U.S., they're bringing celebrity chefs. In France, for, for example, Jules uh, uh, Robuchon is actually started a, a service called Service Air where he's bringing chefs together from around the world and coming up with, you know, new, using new technology and figuring out new techniques to serve gourmet meals on, on board because the way the, pr- the pressure affects the food as well as it affects one's palate when they're in flight, um, there are new challenges for chefs to create really fulfilling and exceptional meals. But we're seeing um, even the top chefs in the, in, in the game really rising to the occasion. Well, I, I appreciate your uh, putting this list together. Lauren Wilson is the travel editor for The Daily Meal. Now, let me tell you, the website is not all about airline meals. It's about uh, dining trends and, and food generally, yeah. so you might want to check it out. food and drink. Yeah. All things food and drink. The website is the, yeah. put, the put the the in front of it, the uh, thedailymeal.com. You can follow uh, follow the site on Twitter as well as at the, uh, you know, at the Daily Meal. And Lauren Wilson has put together the uh, the list of the top first class dishes or at least airlines who, who serve great food. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Thank you so much. It almost makes me want to get on a plane. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world in just a, just a few minutes after we take a little commercial break. Carolyn Pearson will be back to answer the question of, do women traveling solo really want to eat alone in, with room service? Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created The Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get The Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Look, kid, never underestimate janitorial products. Paper towels, trash liners, toilet bowl cleaners, mops. These are the things that hold our civilization together. Janitorial products are the foundation of our fragile world. That's why I use Tough Guy products from Granger. They're effective and affordable. They're 20% off in July, so stock up. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash tough guy or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Promotion ends July 31st, 2013. Visit Granger.com forward slash tough guy for details. Hey folks, with summer vacation planning in full swing, have you thought about travel insurance? Our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, offers valuable coverage that travels with you and your family. Travel Guard's available 24-7 with several plans to choose from. Covering medical emergencies and evacuations, travel delays and trip cancellations, lost luggage and more. Travel Guard's your lifeline away from home. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv, and check out the new Blu-rays as well. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. We're getting a little more news in on that uh, man who uh, set off a homemade bomb at Beijing Airport four hours ago. Now I'm talking to you live at 940, excuse me, 1043 a.m. Eastern. Uh, keep in mind, and many of our stations shift our show to later in Saturday or even to Sunday. So this is a Saturday morning update. Uh, turns out the man was in a wheelchair. He set off this homemade bomb about four hours ago at Beijing's airport. That would be about 6.24 p.m. In the, on Saturday in Beijing. Apparently, um, he has been sent to the hospital. He was injured. Well, I would think so if he had a bomb strapped to his body. But no one else was injured. No flights were affected. Order has been restored at the airport. Uh, this uh, poor guy has been sent to the hospital. All right. Um, do women... You know, there's a brouhaha. We're going to talk about it next hour with Joe Brancatelli. A little brouhaha when the Hilton in uh, on Times Square in Manhattan said it would be no more room service. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, Hilton, uh, excuse me, women often uh, like to order room service to be in their room. And I'm wondering if they're ordering it because they like to have room service in their room or if there are other reasons. Carolyn Pearson is the founding owner of MaidenVoyage.com. If you want that website, it's Maiden-Voyage.com. Uh, it's a social network that enables professional women to connect while traveling on business. Carolyn, uh, how, how did, what did you find out about women and room service? Is this uh, a match made in heaven, or is this a match made out of, uh, for other reasons? Hi, Rudy. Nice to be with you. <laughs> nice um, to have you here. I think here. it's a match made out of necessity, actually. Um, what we found in some of our research is that up to sort of 34% of women uh, do mind eating alone in a restaurant by themselves. So they feel compelled to, to sit in their rooms and eat rather than go down and, and dine alone by, you know, in the restaurant. That, and how did you determine this? Well, um, initially the, the, the Barclay Car Business Travel Survey gave us um, that, that stat. So we ran our own survey, actually, to ask women about their preferences. But what we're finding, actually, is that um, women are eating in their hotel rooms, but actually quite a lot of them are taking their own food in because they're, they're unhappy with what hotels are doing for them. And what do you mean by quite unhappy about what hotels are doing for? Oh, you mean this well, in the quality of the food? 
Well, it's everything really, really. It's the quality of the food. It's about, you know, you're ordering hot food, but you never know if it's going to be hot when it arrives. You never know mm -hmm. when the food is going to arrive. So have you got time to jump in the bath or, or not? Oh, or, right, right, right. You know, when are they going to turn up? It's the it's the heavy charges. It's the non-healthy options that, that are always, you know, permeating the room service menu. So in general, um, our women were, were quite dissatisfied with what they're seeing on their room service menus. Do you, when you travel alone, do you do room service as opposed to going to a, a restaurant and perhaps feeling uncomfortable as a woman eating alone? Well, um, I, I don't mind eating in a restaurant by myself, um, but it, it really depends because if I want to be in control of my own schedule and I want to do lots of things that night, quite often I'll pop to a deli and just get some healthy stuff, you know, like some sushi and some mango and, and, and I'll sit in the room and eat whilst I'm doing other things. Sushi and mango, Carolyn. Well, <laughs> Not together. Quite, uh... <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to nosh on that. Well, uh, you know, restaurants, I think, are trying, I don't know how they're doing, but I think they're trying to make it easier for women to eat alone, you know, not seating them next to the door by the kitchen. And, I mean, my advice, uh, you know, I'm not a woman, and nobody's trying to uh, talk to me un in an unwanted way, believe me, when I'm in a restaurant. Um, but I take, you know, if I, I take a magazine to read and have no trouble eating alone. In fact, I, I sometimes relish it. Well, actually, I don't mind eating by myself alone in a restaurant as well, but lots of women do. And, of course, you've got to remember that a lot of our members are from different cultures as well, and they're not quite as out there as maybe the Brits and the Americans are. Oh, yes. Um, but a lot of women, I think, you know, they, they take something along so as to distract themselves, and sometimes it's not so much for them, but it's for the other diners, because quite often you'll notice that other diners are quite uncomfortable to see a woman eating alone in a restaurant by herself too. You know, you're right. I, I guess I, I've actually seen men eating alone and gone sort of, you know, that poor guy's here on a business trip. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. Um, you have any other solutions besides taking along a book or something to read? Well, I think the restaurants can do quite a lot. As you say, you know, it, it's where they stick you. If they put you next to a group of, a large group of men as a woman, or if they put you on display somehow, then that's not great. Or if they stick you in a corner, you know, behind a plant or seated next to the bathrooms, et cetera, um, you know, that's not great either. So you want to be think, somewhere on, between on display and in the corner? Well, you kind of want to sit with your back to the wall, I think, so that you're facing mm -hmm. out into the restaurant mm -hmm. and somewhere semi-discreet but not hidden. Um, and I think also the waiting staff can make a difference to how comfortable you feel. It's True. about the right amount of chatter, isn't it? So come over, have a chat, talk to you about the specials and ask you about your day and offer you something to read and, you know, not be a pest, but at least interact with you a little bit. Well said. If you were a professional woman who travels by herself and would like to connect with uh, like-minded women while traveling, check out Carolyn Pearson's website. It is Maiden, M-A-I-D-E-N, Maiden-Voyage.com. And on Twitter, it's Maiden underscore Voyage. Carolyn, thanks for joining. Thank you, Rudy. We'll talk to you again. Be right back with some deals of the week. Why not? Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 
If you're a woman visiting Dubai, exercise great caution. Along over the wires this week came this terrible story of this uh, 24-year-old Norwegian woman who was uh, on a business trip uh, in Dubai, and uh, she was raped in her hotel room. And when she went to report the rape, this was last March, uh, she was thrown in a cell where she had to spend days before she could use a telephone, and she was sentenced to... 16 months in prison for having extramarital sex after reporting a rape. Because under UAE law, rapists can only be convicted if either the perpetrator confesses, we'll count on that, won't we, or if four adult Muslim males witness the crime. But that for a moment. This is a Sharia law that uh, is not exactly uh, uh, tuned to the times. Now, earlier this year, an Australian woman who was 27 years old who was working at the Starwood Hotel chain had her drink spiked by the star staff, uh, excuse me, by someone at the, at the bar staff. And when she awoke, she found three colleagues had raped her. But when she went to a hospital for help, she was turned over to the police and was charged also with illicit sex outside the marriage, outside her marriage. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So be careful. If you go to Dubai, don't, let, don't, don't ever drink out of a cocktail that you haven't seen made yourself. Uh, or if you leave to go to the ladies' room and you come back, get another drink etc etc that's that's a sharia law that ought to be changed right away all right let's do a couple deals of the week here do we have the cash register sound that's a sound effect that's a that's a money sound if i've ever heard it southwest announced a big sale southwest airlines announced a big sale this week and other airlines have uh, have scurried to match at least on routes where it competes with southwest uh let's see what are the uh, details on this you've got to book these tickets by july 25th but you can travel between August 26th and February 12th of next year. So your window is August 26th through February 12th, and uh, there are a few blackout dates that you can check. And these sales sale prices are not valid on Fridays and Sundays. So if you're hoping to use this for a quick weekend getaway after work on Friday, returning on Sunday, these do not apply. Um, they're also non-refundable, but you, if you don't use them, you can apply them toward future travel on Southwest. I mean, the... There are hundreds, literally hundreds of fares. I can give you a couple examples. From Baltimore, Washington, BWI Airport uh, to Boston, $59 each way, to Buffalo, 79 to Detroit, 95 each way. These are one-way fares, by the way. To Kansas City, 161 To Vegas, 156 one-way, so that's about 310 round trip. Um, to L.A., $200 each way. If you're flying out of L.A., you can fly to New Orleans for 199 each way. You can fly to uh, San Francisco for 86 bucks each way. Um, you get the idea. So if you uh, are in a city served by Southwest, you might want to check out these deals. If you want to travel between August 26th and February 12th, there's some blackout dates. Friday and Sunday don't account. But remember, the competitors often uh, match them as well. So if uh, you might want to check out uh, a competing airline on that route if you happen to be collecting frequent fire miles on that airline as opposed to Southwest points. The Wyndham Grand Rio Mar Beach Hotel and Spa in Puerto Rico has got a sun sale going on. It's hot down there now, it being summer and all. Rates start at $131 a night. Not bad. If you book four or more consecutive nights. So you got to stay for four nights. You'll get starting rates at 131 That's a savings of about 40%. Uh, this resort is situated about 500 acres along a... On 500 acres. That's a big resort, 500 acres. It's along a mile-long section of a tropical beach uh, right next to a national, rain, national uh, park rainforest. And let's see. You've got a book by August 15th. But you can stay through December 23rd, so almost until Christmas. 
So if you're thinking about a warm weather getaway, maybe in November, early December, if you live somewhere where it's cold, check out the Puerto Rico in Puerto Rico, the Wyndham Grand Rio Mar Mar Beach. That's M A R Beach, Mar Beach. All, all two words. Wyndham Grand Rio Mar Beach Resort and Spa. You can find more details. Oh, you also get a hundred dollar food and beverage credit for every room you book. Uh, these rates do not include taxes and gratuities, and blackout dates do apply. So there you go. Uh, book by August 15th. Stay, for, stay until December 23rd. The website is WyndhamRioMar, all one word, dot com. So WyndhamRioMar.com. Check it out. Uh, let's see. Do we have time for one more deal of the week here, Jeff? We've got over a minute. Let's see if I can fit a short one in here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Let me just tell you what's coming up in the deals of the week next hour. I'm going to tell you about the very first business class uh, sales that are going on for Thanksgiving and uh, and late year travel. Those were just announced this week, and I'll have those uh, when we come back uh, in the fifth segment of the next hour during the deals of the week. And I'll also tell you about uh, some nice uh, fancy Marriott hotels that are going on sale in places like uh, uh, Arizona and Hawaii and California. So we're coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. If your station is leaving us, I'll see you again same time, same place next week. Meanwhile, travel safely. If your station is sticking around for the second hour, as I'm happy to say almost all of our stations do, we're going to take about a six-minute break for a little local news, probably sell a few products, and I'll stretch and have a drink of water, and we'll come back and we'll do another hour of Rudy Max's World. If there's something during this hour you would like friends or family or someone else to hear or you want to replay it because you didn't quite catch something, you can find podcasts of all our shows at RudyMaxa.com. They're broken up into hour one and hour two, and you have just completed, just finished listening, hour one. I know it's amazing how fast it went, isn't it? Hour two is coming up next. Don't touch that dial. Nice to have you here with me on this summer weekend. I've got more news, deals, and interesting guests coming up. Let's say about six minutes and 15 seconds. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.